this week on Recruiter Radio, Randy Severin, who helps people role play difficult conversations. We're going to talk a little bit about how this can be applied to the interview subject that uh, I'm developing expertise on going forward. Interesting conversation. Hope you enjoy. back to Recruiter Radio. Special guest this week, Randy Sabaran, lifelong Liverpool fan uh, <laughs> and a uh, advocate of role play and learning, uh, something that's been done primarily through video, which is really interesting. Randy, I want to talk a little bit about what you do and how you do it. But uh, basically, you've been way ahead of the curve in terms of helping people learn how to talk to each other through video, which we've all had to learn how to do in a, in a short period of time. What's, the, uh, what's the, the COVID situation from your perspective? Has it increased your business? Have you been business as usual? Yeah, it's, um, uh, thank you for having me, by the way. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, there's certainly been ups and downs with, with COVID. Some of our larger clients were uh, airlines, for example, which they just stopped any training, uh, you know, kind of immediately. And we've seen a big increase from other clients and new clients. Um, yeah, we've always been virtual, either telephone conversations or video uh, conversations, because those are the conversations that we help our clients practice. We've always been one-to-one. So the infrastructure or how to do it or how to uh, deploy it uh, over a large group and around the world because we work in several languages uh, was something we've already done. Um, the safety of doing this kind of work one on one, so practicing a very difficult conversation with just you know the participant and a role player who's only there to help you. There's no judgment. There's no HR. There's just I'm going to say you know I'm going to make mistakes and the role player will give me feedback on how it felt to be in that conversation. That's a powerful tool. So the move to virtual in this, uh, in this new uh, reality has fit right in with what we've done. So um, mm. it's been an interesting uh, uh, few months for sure. So what kind of conversations do people role play with your, with your group? What, what do they actually want to talk about? Yeah, it's, um, it's where the, the adder, you know, uh, I, I like to say to the knowledge transfer. So uh, our, our clients are large corporations, although we work with groups as small as, say, a sales force of 20 people or, you know, uh, that type of thing. Um, they're coaching conversations, they're sales conversations, customer service, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, leadership development. Any important conversation that happens in your organization, we feel can be practiced and can be measured while it's being practiced. So the, the normal fit for us is, you know, you've gone to a two-day workshop virtually or you've done all the e-learning on, let's say, to have a, have a coaching conversation. So you're a new manager. So you have the knowledge in your head, but knowledge is different than skill. You know, I read a book on how to play golf once, but I'm a bad golfer. Well, mm. why? Because I don't practice. I don't go out and get feedback on what I'm doing wrong. And so it's the same premise for coaching or any of those conversations. So we like to uh, create the, 
the scenarios, and there's usually four or five of them. Um, they're pretty quick. They're about a half an hour long. And then the participant, after they've gone through the corporate training, come to us and practice those things, put the knowledge that they've gained into an actual uh, skill setting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's really, <clears throat> it's really uh, an extension of the, of the learning that takes place. Basically, you're helping people to put into uh, a safe environment uh, a practice conversation. Yeah. Um, and if you think of that forgetting curve that we all talk about in mm-hmm. learning and development, you know, during the workshop, there might have been some role playing at the end of it. And, you know, they do the, the fishbowl thing, which is great. Um, it's a little uh, stressful for people to stand up and try something new in a, in a skill or work with someone who just learned it. But we like to do the practice, say, a month later, just as you're forgetting about it, you know, seal the learning that the that the corporation has invested in but then also give us a chance to, to practice it with the participants. And we find that when we ask them, you know, so let's say the conversation was uh, a coaching conversation. There was something about empathy in there and the, the participants showed no empathy whatsoever. We'll ask them after the role play. So, you know, you didn't use empathy there. You know, do you understand what empathy is? They all answer yes. They all can describe how they should have done it. So it's not a matter that they don't know what should happen. It's just that they didn't have the skill to apply it in the moment under pressure. So do that two or three times and like, okay, now I'm comfortable with with answering this or responding with empathy. And, you know, one of many skills that we're going to measure during the conversation, but it's not a lack of knowing anymore. It's a lack of of practice. Mm -hmm. And these are primarily uh, leadership profiles that would be, taking your program? It's, uh, we work with all levels of the corporation. We'll work with call centers on uh, customer complaints, or uh, we've worked with oil and gas companies on the people who deliver, you know, the gas to a dock and, and have that conversation. Something's missing, you know, or it's a new manager conversation, or it's a hiring conversation, or it's a VP conversation about change in an organization. So it's, any important conversation uh, in the organization. And these days, the focus has been tremendous around diversity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion conversations because, <clears throat> excuse me, they're tough conversations to have. They are dangerous. People fear them. People avoid them. They know what they should say. But, boy, it's a tough one to say something inappropriate with all the uh, microaggressions and personal bias. It's a landmine, so let's practice it a bunch of times. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a shifting landscape. It's hard to know what you're uh, capable of being called out on. You know, uh, you know, the, uh, the the position of your head, the movement of your hands could be considered microaggression. Yeah, inflections in your voice. You know, I might be choosing a virtual background right now, which makes you feel uncomfortable, and maybe my eye contact is not uh, sufficient. That could be a microaggression right now. You, you could be feeling uh, uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I'm not, by the way, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And the only feedback that counts in that moment is the participant's feedback, is the, the, the role player playing the other person in the conversation. So it may not be that 
you know, normally that would be a problem, but it's only this conversation that helps. And that's how we learn, you know, where our lives and the role players will tell you, listen, you said the right things, but you're coming across arrogantly or negatively, or you don't care. Or, and your intention might not be to, to have that, that feedback, but if that's what your that's a message that's being received, then that's something you should know. Coworker, if a negative, uh, you know, situation, but yeah, so give it a, give it a shot. Say something that's, that's, uncomfortable to see how it goes. Mm. It's fascinating. Who are these role players? What's their background? Great question. Um, so we have about 65 of them uh, on our team. Oh. And um, before COVID, we looked like a big call center, but now we're spread out all over the place, which is fine. Um, they are two things. They're certified coaches. So they go through a three-month program with us to become certified as role players. And then they're certified again per client, per uh, learning uh, event. So you know, I could be uh, certified for this particular financial organization on their outbound calling, you know, process or something like that. But they're also all professional actors. Uh, we like them to remain professional actors while they work for us. Uh, we give them a ton of leeway uh, to audition, to go out and shoot movies or do plays or, you know, whatever. But we're, we want to be their ultimate day job, uh, you know, a good place to work. The skills of an actor um, we found over time were critical to the success of the character. So we spend a lot of time understanding the client's world. We, we use their products. We want to use their culture. And we have actual writers on staff that create the scenarios that are very, very deep. So it feels like a real conversation. But the actor becomes the other person in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And an actor is trained to have access to those emotions of their character. Um, that's not something everyone can do. I can't do it. I'm not a trained actor. I'm a businessman. I get wrapped up in the conversation and I forget that I'm, you know, supposed to be scoring skills. I'm taking notes. I'm just in the moment and where they, they have this kind of duality that they're trained to do because their characters have to react, not them. Oh. So we're grateful for their participation in this and, and uh, it's how they're amazing. One of the things that intrigued me about your, your business uh, from a recruiting perspective, a lot of times I'll be helping people get ready for difficult interviews. And, and interview coaching, interview prep is one of the things that I, that I help people with. Mm. And uh, I've been exploring the idea of role play to get ready for an interview, um, helping people understand uh, what a behavioral question might look like and then getting them to practice telling their story through a behavioral situation, yes. um, for example. You know, so those are things that, that I do in the recruiting profession. Um, have, you, have you had role plays through uh, interview type situations? Is that a big part of what you do as well? Yeah, it's not a big part. Um, we do it for a, a very large CPG company right now where there, uh, when a new manager comes, uh, you know, that wants to hire someone, they have to do two things before they can hire or interview a candidate. They go through their e-learning platform and do the, here's how to have a conversation and here are all the right and wrong things. So that prep that you do with them. Um, and then they call us and we have that conversation with them. Our role players play three different characters, um, one of which is a good hire. 
And so uh, some of them ask inappropriate questions, some of them, you know, so they, they try to trip up the interviewer in, in a couple of instances. And, and then the, the interviewer has to write a report on which of these three people he would hire or she would hire, sorry. Um, and so it's, it's a, a test of that. They get feedback on how they came across. Uh, the organization gets the data on the skill level of that particular manager. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun because it's a job interview effectively. And, and so the role players enjoy it uh, uh, a lot. But one of the things I've noticed is that the participants in this are not well prepared to have a good interviewing conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, you're absolutely right. Preparing, having a conversation about what should be asked, what shouldn't, how it should be, and then practicing that. And even having them practice it as if they were the interviewee. So how does it feel to get asked if you're planning on having any more children? Like an inappropriate <laughs> question. You know, how does that feel? Well, so yeah, you should avoid that, you know, for all the right reasons, avoid it. But also, it's good for you to feel that uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's two very different perspectives, isn't it? Uh, you know, training someone to interview <clears throat> is, is a different perspective than training someone to be interviewed and certainly there is uh, a type of candor that uh, can lead to inappropriate questions. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll especially well, find that in the sales capacity. Salespeople shoot from the hip, and uh, sometimes they <clears throat> try to come across as uh, direct and, and, and candid, but uh, you know they end up asking questions that can get them in a lot of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of managers who are hiring someone don't hire people every day, all day long. They may hire a couple of people a year. So it's not a skill they're great at. And more than likely in your sales example, they were a good salesperson. So like, I know what worked for me when I was a salesperson, and that's to be aggressive and to ask questions. And the person they're interviewing could be a totally different style. And we tend to hire people we like that are like us. And then you get a team of one type of salesperson. And yeah, so practice and preparation couldn't agree more. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's a, it's a fascinating way to, to work, out the, work out the bugs, work out the kinks. It's certainly a service that uh, is, is in demand. <clears throat> what, do you, what do you offer as, uh, as role-playing through virtual interviews? Um, you know, we're all getting used to hiring without a handshake, uh, foregoing that face-to-face meeting. The, uh, the, the video interview is a whole different dynamic. What are some of the things that you, that you help people with from, from that perspective? Yeah, it's a whole different world. And, you know, for an old dog like me, this is a weird conversation to have. We should be sitting across from, you know, each other. And especially if I'm going to hire someone to join my team and culture and fit and all those things you know, the instincts are that I want to know you. And, and that's hard to do through a little square on a, on a camera and, or looking at the screen. So, um, yeah, there's, a, there's things on both sides that we can prepare for. So certainly practice, making sure your lighting is good, making sure your background is good, making sure you're looking into the camera and not the screen because eye, t- eye contact is critical, making sure you're far enough back. So if I use my hands to talk, you can see them body language, you know, 
but you're at a disadvantage. There's no doubt that there's, you know, interactions that happen at many levels of consciousness when two humans are talking to each other. So that just means you have to try a little hard, uh, you know, to, to ask better questions, to, you know, make sure you're covering all the bases, to give yourself some time and space. We feel that we have to fill up all the space in a, in a conversation anyway, and I find it's worse on a video conversation. So give it some time, relax, settle in, be a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, certainly uh, one tip that, uh, that I always give people to break the ice is to look at the background. Um, now, I've got a virtual background, which is not really fair to you, but you've got um, a well-positioned background. How much thought did you put into what's behind you in your, uh, in your current background? Beside the Liverpool scarf, which is a great, uh, uh, great icebreaker, kicked off a great conversation. Well, and that was purpose. That was purposeful as well, because I'm in Canada. There's not a lot of uh, football or soccer fans, as us North Americans say. Yeah. So anyone who notices it, I get to have a little bit of a soccer conversation, and I'm happy about that, which we did, which is wonderful. Um, yeah, everything, it's not staged. I mean, this is my, my office in, in my home. What you don't see behind the camera is a recording studio. And the reason for that is that that's too distracting. Um, so, and especially if I was in a job interview, it, you know, maybe that music is more important than other stuff, but yeah, I, I set up the camera beforehand and, and I do a lot of these, uh, uh conversations and virtual roundtables and think tanks and those kind of things. So, uh, you know, it's something that I've thought about when, you know, when, when I set up the, the, the camera, but I want it to be professional. I want it to be interesting. So if I'm just talking and you're listening and there's maybe three or four people on the line, it can be a little bit interesting to look at. It gives me a little bit of character. It's well lit. It's clean. It's professional. So yeah, I gave it some thought and, you know, for, I think it's just courteous to do the same way that I would, if we were meeting in live, I make sure I have a shower and brush my teeth and mm -hmm. look presentable and wear, uh, you know, the appropriate garb. Although I did notice when we started that I still have my hoodie on that I usually take <laughs> off before this. But you made me feel so comfortable I didn't even think about it. So mission well, there you go. There. there you go. Now, do you think you can tell if someone's not wearing pants? <laughs> I saw a nice meme the other day that was a ribbon that said, today I put on pants. <laughs> that, that's great that's, a, that's an award these days that's a way to adult um, yeah. no I like to think that you know we should you know everyone can wear pants or not whatever right just no. don't get up and then walk into the background without pants on that's uh, that's a classic uh, classic uh, virtual meeting mistake that yeah. uh, that can happen and I'm sure you know a few people have done that but uh it is, a, it is a new world, and as we're getting to know it, it's good to know that there are uh, services like this to help. So I'm really excited to, uh, to, to network with you and maybe point clients to you, and hopefully you'll do the same if you, yeah. if you think of folks who need some interview coaching. Fascinating conversation, Randy. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And remember, you'll never walk alone. <laughs> thank you. Yes, and I appreciate you having me. I had a great conversation. Pleasure chatting with you.